a year ago, we began a journey. Okay, when we joined the downtown and the uptown sites together, we knew at that point, as a staff, as elders, we knew it was going to be important for us to rethink our vision, right? To think about what would a combined church do, what would a combined church be, um, and then as we were in that planning mode, as we were thinking through re-articulating our vision, then Harbor Wide made a decision for all the sites to become their own separate churches, right? So that happened in the first quarter of this year, and so when that happened, then, again, as a staff, as elders, we realized that we, uh, we needed not just to re-articulate our vision, but we needed to go deeper. Like, we needed to actually reconsider who we are going to be um, as a standalone, as a separate church. And so we began to rethink about who we are, about what God is calling us to do and to be as a church in San Diego. And frankly, I think that's just, it's a fun exercise for us to say, okay, wait a minute, we've been this for so long, let's just go through that process again. Let's rethink it, because maybe some of the stuff we've been doing is something we want to continue to do, but maybe it's not. And so everything sort of went up on the board, and we've spent a lot of time over the last year thinking, praying, and discussing this. We've had over 50 people from our church in different groups and in different meetings and different conversations to discuss who are we now as a church? Who do we want to be as a church? Like, what are we good at? What are we not good at? Um, and then how is God calling us to bless San Diego? And so this has all come together. <clears throat> and it's helped us to understand who we will be as a new church. And I am so excited that I, we finally get to reveal this to you today. Today, And so we're going to do this in some stages, okay? There's three stages. So this is describing our new church, right? We're Presbyterians. We always have three points, right? <clears throat> so first, I'm going to tell you the name. Second, Michelle Corbett is going to come up and, and help you understand our new visual identity. She's going to talk about our logo and about the website. And then third, <clears throat> we're going to talk about the new vision, the new mission, and our new values. And then finally today, <clears throat> I'm going to begin a sermon series, and we're actually going to spend the next six weeks building a foundation for our new church. And I'm, I'm going to be preaching through the name, the vision, the mission, and the values over the next six weeks. And we're going to see what the Bible says about laying a foundation to build a great church and a great city. And so when you think about vision, mission, values, I know that um, these things are only important if they actually tell a true story about our church. Okay? And so we've spent a lot of time and energy making sure that these things don't just sound good, but they tell the story of who we are, who we want to be, and how we want to bless San Diego. Okay? These are the things that have driven us through this process. And so we've come up with a name, an identity, a vision, mission, and values that give us direction, that inspire us to be God's people for San Diego. And so first, I'm going to share with you the name of our new church. Are you ready? Are you ready? We have the unveiling here. Do we have a drum roll? Our new name. We are <laughs> Harbor City Church. <laughs> Harbor, City Church. 
Harbor City Church. This is who we now are. Okay, this is a name, and as a name, this is a great combination of both who we have been and where we are going. We think it captures the legacy of what Harbor has handed to us, and it reflects the future of where God is leading us next. And so in a few minutes, I'm actually going to preach a sermon on this name. Okay, and we're going to delve into it much more deeply, but so just to give you a brief intro, I'm just going to scratch the surface really quickly because I don't want to just give you the name and then move on. But um, So why this name? Let me just again give you uh, just a cursory idea. Well, this name directly connects us with, with what we have been over the last 14 years for downtown and the last 10 years for uptown. Um, we've been Harbor, and we want to continue to be Harbor. Um, Harbor Church has a great reputation in San Diego. There are government agencies and officials that think highly of Harbor. There are other churches and nonprofits that think highly of Harbor. And we don't want to lose that. We don't want to lose that legacy. And so for us, it was important to actually keep the Harbor name. Um, Harbor also has a great reputation across our denomination and across the country as well. And so for these reasons, we felt like Harbor represents so much of what we love and who we've been up to this point. And you'll see more of the connection, both legacy uh, with, with Harbor as we go over the vision, mission, and values in a few minutes. Um, but we are going to be a new church going forward. Okay, we realize that we're not simply focused on downtown. And so the name Harbor Church Downtown just didn't fit because our reach is much wider. And so we wanted a name that would reflect both downtown but also that would go beyond downtown, that would encompass the uptown region and beyond. And we felt like the best word that captures the region that, that we feel like we're called to reach is the word city. It's the word city. And so plus, in addition to that, our heart beats for the city. We have always been and will continue to be a church in the city for the city. And so Harbor City Church is our new name for these reasons and many more that I will tell you about in just a few more minutes. <clears throat> so I want to talk next, or, or just prepare, I want to actually invite Michelle Corbett to come up. Um, we are so blessed as a church to have the talented men and women who call us home, and Michelle's going to come up and introduce you to our new visual identity. Um, the designer that we worked with, um, his name is Abe Viscara. I know some of you know him. He actually was part of Harbor Uptown some years ago. Um, and we're really thankful for Abe and the work that he's done. We're thankful for what we're about to show you. We think you're going to love what he's designed for us. And Michelle was part of the team that worked with Abe to develop this visual identity. Michelle is the director of marketing for Point Loma Nazarene University. And so this is part of what she does. And she has used her gifts to help us to be able to make sure that the story that we want to tell with our church is reflected um, in terms of our visual identity. And so, Michelle, please come and share with us. Let's pull this. Yeah, y'all can give Michelle a hand. Good morning. So first of all, thanks, Stephen. I just want to affirm that this process has been incredibly thoughtful. It's been incredibly prayerful. And as with any rebirth, it's been a little emotional. Uh, we wrestled with a lot of questions. Many of you have given Stephen a lot of input, and I've just really 
I want to affirm Stephen right now and just say that he has done such a great job of leading us in this transition. I know that for me personally, when we learned that we were going to be combining the uptown and downtown sites, it was a, there was some loss there that we had to mourn. Um, uh, uptown was a very special place for me for many years, and and so it was a little bit a little bit painful, a little bit hard. But when I look around today, and and I I've been thinking about this for several weeks. Um, I feel like we're now complete. I don't think that we would have um, been able to experience some of the the, re the new relationships and the, the new ways of thinking that are already start we're already starting to see had we not ever combined those sites. And so I appreciate Stephen's foresight in, in sort of knowing that this was where we needed to go as a church. So thank you, Stephen. So Stephen asked me to talk about the visual identity. Um, after the, the input of the 50 or so people in different areas, Stephen brought together a group of people who attend this church, uh, myself, along with Melanie and Chad, Gray, and then Katie Leonard, to, and we're all kind of work in marketing and graphic design world, and so he kind of created this little crack team to work with Abe to, to develop the visual identity once we had landed on the, on the vision. And uh, Abe's not here today, is he? Shoot. So you could imagine poor Abe, he's this graphic designer who now is working with a team of people who are experts, and so <laughs> I wanted to give him a shout out as well. I'm not going to go over fonts today, I'm not going to go over color choices and line weights and things like that. What I want to go over today is some things that I think will be really meaningful for you as, a, as the church congregation to know about, about this process and developing the visual identity. Are we going to put the logo on up? <laughs> so the first question that any graphic designer asks when beginning a logo design is, who is your primary target audience? And as you know, or maybe you don't know, but for a church, the target audience cannot be Everyone. We want everyone to want to come to our, to our church, right? Churches have personalities. They attract different types of people. And so the question of who is our target audience, it was actually a pretty difficult one. And we wrestled with it. There was, I, I, I may have cried at one point. There were probably tears as, as we started thinking about narrowing in that focus of that audience. Because if you start to think about when you're doing any sort of marketing, the more narrow you can get that target audience, the better, because you can be more focused and more attractive. You can develop programming just for that target audience. And so, it, so we were kind of pushing ourselves to say, who is our target audience? Are we a church for young families? Because if you read any book on church growth, I guarantee you that they tell you that the ideal target is young families. Are we trying to attract the hipsters who live around here in this community um, really, really locally? What about the boomers who have made up, been such a core part of our church audience or our church members for so long? And the more we started to push ourselves, the more we realized that we could not define ourselves by just one of those small targets because what I believe strongly is that what makes this congregation special is that we're multi-generational. And I think that that is not something that you find at every church these days. Churches are getting more and more homogenous. 
you can, I'm not gonna name the site, but I know several people who go to one that's pretty close and they're literally probably all like within a three year span of age. And, um, and if you look around here, and that's why I brought up early on, how we couldn't have really experienced this had we stayed an uptown site and we'd stayed a downtown site, right? This is a very unique group of people and it's what makes someone like me, who's 41 now and single, feel like I have a place. And I think that every single one of you feel that as well in your own way. And so what I, what I, I wanted to make sure I spent time talking about that because what I don't want to hear is, oh look, they chose a really modern font, they must be going after the young kids. Or, oh look, they're developing some new children's programming, they must be going after the, the, the families and us single people are no longer the target audience. I want to make sure that everyone here knows that the multi-generational nature of Harbor is, what's, is what we believe is the special sauce that will make us tick, okay? And I, I really believe that there are a lot of people out there who are craving this exact dynamic and when, they, when we start to communicate who it is that we are, more and more people who want this kind of experience will be attracted to us. So the next question the designer asks is a series of questions around personality. What's your mood? What's it feel like to be Harbor? There was all these mood boards. We're not gonna show you the mood boards. Um, but where we landed in personality was around these ideas of being very thoughtful, being very authentic, relatable, able to hold truths and tension, and embracing the complexity of what, mean, what it means to be a Christian in the city. And the word that began to shape our thinking was the word juxtaposition. It came, I think it came out of Stephen's mouth first in the, in the conversations. That ah, was probably mine. Just kidding. It was, it was this word that we really started to unpack because at Harbor City Church, we embrace the fullness of the biblical narrative, the creation, the fall, redemption, and restoration. And within that, we see moments of beauty, of pain, and of new life all at once. And so many churches truncate that in one place or another. They only focus on one part of it. But here, we focus on the full breadth of that, and it doesn't, it doesn't make things simple. It means things are complex. There's so many layers to our faith, and things don't always seem to go together. The gospel is not black and white. So we experience just juxtaposition of truth and grace, of beauty and brokenness, of lamentation and exaltation, of joy and mourning. And if we're going to be a church who really sees each other within community, we need to not be people who are afraid of that complexity. And if we're going to grow in serving and loving our city, we need to be fully grounded in the scripture and fully woven into the fabric of our city. So you could imagine at this point, poor Abe. <laughs> Abe, can you represent in a really simple logo, juxtaposition? Tall order, but no matter, and no matter how you slice that, what all this stuff I've just said, we, we really, wanted to um, make sure that we didn't oversimplify who it was that we were. And so Abe, I think, did such a fantastic job in, I think there were a few points where he well, let me go back and think about that, guys, because it is a, it's a really complex thing to create a mark. And the mark's not supposed to represent every single thing, but it's supposed to kind of point toward 
what, what it is that we want people to know about us. So instead of telling you what we think this mark is supposed to mean to you and what you're supposed to see in the mark, what I would like to do right now is I would like to have you turn to your neighbor and I would like you to tell your neighbor what kind of visual images come to mind, um, what impressions come to mind when you look at this little mark on the side. So go ahead and just take a minute and just tell someone next to you what you're seeing. All right, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back up front. Can I have a few people share what it is that they shared with their with their neighbor? Anyone want to share? Yeah. Connections and complexity. Great, thanks, Kathy. Same. Oh, depth, depth. Oh, that's cool. There you go, satellite um, of a tall office building. I like it. Who else? Can I get a few more? You're getting pointed to. Awesome. Did everyone hear that? So the unification and everything coming back to the central square. That's good. Anyone else? Yeah. So the Indian symbol for God, the box in the center. Interesting. See, I love all the different perspectives. Anyone else? Yeah.
So a funnel at the center and everything, no matter fa how far out you go, everything it comes back to the center, the funnel, which is Christ. I feel like I saw a hand back there. Yeah, I might not be able to hear you. You're going to have to yell. A Moorish tile. There is some, no, really, though, there's some, there's like this ancient tradition feel to it, right? I mean, the, it's like Abe was, it was like, how did Abe take what I just said <laughs> and come up with this? That's the, that's the talent of a graphic designer. Anyone else feel like they, they just have to share? All right. Yeah, Chad. So it's good that there's negative reactions. Good, thanks. What, Kim? Yes. So, G so I'm going to have a hard time restating that. That was really beautiful, Cynthia. The, the, uh, the outside square and the inside square, the, the Trinity, the, the Holy Spirit encompassing um, everything. That's great. That's great. When, yes. Thank you. I think everyone heard that one. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, you guys, I mean, this was not an easy process, and we, we wanted it to have a bit of a grittiness and a bit of a reality to it. We, we didn't want it to just be what you would expect from a church. And so it, it is a little different from what you might have been envisioning for a church logo, um, but from what I, I mean, what is, what everyone said, the variety of responses is exactly what we were hoping to have. Be, Kathy. Yep, vibrant, the vibrant color as well. And there's a color palette and you'll start seeing that type of thing unpacked as well. For me, when I saw it, I thought of, I saw a rose. Um, I saw a stained glass window, like a really modern version of a stained glass window. I saw a kaleidoscope. Actually, Stephen might have seen the kaleidoscope. We all were kind of, we all looked at it and I just started riffing. I saw like 20 different things the minute I saw the logo. Um, there's a lot of movement outward. You can see arrows pointing outward and things like that. So I, I love that everyone just had such different reactions and different responses. 
Um, so the next thing I want to do briefly is share with you the new website so you can begin to see how, the mark is really nothing if we don't kind of um, actually live into what it is that we're saying this mark represents. Um, and so the, the website is a, an expression of us continuing to kind of communicate who it is that we are. So what I'd like to have us do first is show the old website so that you guys can be wowed by the new website. All right, so this is our current website. And Chad texted me last night, please go easy on the old girl. <laughs> I texted him back, I feel your pain. I'm dealing with a 7,000 page website at the university right now that's not mobile friendly. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, website, website technology and expectations shift so quickly, and so this site certainly served us well over the years. Um, one of the things about a website is it's our front-facing um, expression to people who are considering visiting us. And so when you think about building a website, you want to make sure it really does express that personality. So imagine showing up, show, finding a website where the the photos were all these like young families being really active and really vibrant and there's all these hip colors. You show up to the church, sea of gray hair, walkers lined up along the side. There's a total cognitive dissonance, a total disconnect, right? We need to have a website that is expressive of what it is that someone's going to experience when they come so that we can set those expectations early on and attract people who want to be part of a community like ours. And so while this website served us well and had a lot of functional information on it, what I think you'll see, and we're going to just continue to grow the new site so you're sort of seeing the main structure and framework right now and we'll be adding photos to it and things like that a, a little bit later, but um, I think you'll see a real expression of who we are and what I would encourage you to do more than the look and feel is I would encourage you to go and read it. I read it and I emailed Chad, I'm like, how did, even talking about like how to park or whatever, like you saw the vision of, of who it is that we are. And so I, the language on here, the, la the words of people who do the writing never get the, the big, um, the, the glory, it's always the people who do the logo, but the words are really good, whoever it is that wrote those, Chad and Stephen, probably primarily Chad. So um, go ahead and show the new site. You can go ahead and just scroll down. Go ahead and scroll up to the top. The, the, one of the cool things I wanted to point out at the top, what was that? Our rocks are in there for sure, yeah. You saw the photographer here for a few weeks, and so we have a lot of really good photos. We just need time to place them in appropriate spots, so you'll start to see those. But I wanted to point out really quickly, the photo here in the very background where it's, there's like a blue, that's actually an, an upside-down ocean. And so what you'll see in the idea of, just as an example of how we're expressing juxtaposition and different angles and complexity, even in things outside of the logo, choices like that are, are part of that kind of visual identity. And then if you kind of scroll over, you'll see that there's a lot of ways to interact with the site and things like that. So anyways, that's my 
presentation, I wanted to, to share with you just some of the nuts and bolts. As Stephen unpacks this, it's going to really come alive more. And if you want to talk line weights, you can come see me afterwards. Thank you. Wait, 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 don't give those out yet. It is not time for the bulletins. Not just yet. You guys are going to have to wait a little bit longer. Um, yeah, before, uh, before we give you the bulletins, I want to actually give you our, our vision, our mission, and our values, um, and then want to present sort of as a unified package the new, uh, the new bulletin. So we'll do that in here in just a second. Um, I loved what y'all said and what you saw in the logo. Um, and I too, like what Chad said, when I first saw the logo, I was like, oh, it looks kind of simple, you know? All right, someone who's smarter than me needs to explain this to me, what I'm looking at. Um, and then we began to discuss it and I began to see things like, like first it was like three things, five things, 15 things, 25 things, ways to look and interact with this mark that reminded me of the truths of who we are as a church. And so, like y'all have mentioned, the kaleidoscope, you know, I think this idea of stained glass, there's so much of who we are as a church that's a blend of ancient and modern, right? Our music, our liturgy, our, our understanding of the gospel, it's rooted in the history, the ancient history of our church, right? That's been around for 2,000 years, and yet what we do directly speaks to our lives today. And I think that the stained glass, sort of kaleidoscopic nature of the mark um, gives that ancient and modern feel that Michelle mentioned. Um, I think it also looks like a mosaic, you know, which reflects the diversity of, um, and, and I think what we see here is that all the pieces of life can actually fit together. Um, and it doesn't mean that life is perfect when we come to Jesus, but we start to see things make more sense and coalesce. Um, I love the layers here. That's one of the things that I'm most excited about. We've got five different layers in this mark, and I think these reflect um, the, the, the layers of creation, fall, redemption, restoration that, that Michelle mentioned. Um, and then, yeah, Michelle mentioned that this looks kind of like a rose. I also feel like it looks like a tunnel or even an empty tomb. You know, that like Jesus is coming out of this empty tomb. Um, I feel like it can look, Richard, you saw the high rise. There's actually a building. I don't know if it's an office building or if it's a residential building, but there's, an, uh, there's a building downtown that kind of looks a little bit like this from Google Earth, you know, if you look down from above. And so when I think about the heart that we have to bring our faith to our work, to integrate our faith with our work is reflected here in the mark. Um, and so, and I think this is also very um, distinctive. So this will become a very easily recognizable logo. Um, and so when people, when you begin to see it, we can put just the mark in places and it will brand and identify this as Harbor. And so for all those things, those are just some of the things that I've seen and there's a lot more if you wanna come and ask to talk to me about it. I can, I can vomit on you for, you know, for hours about the glory of the gospel that's shined through in this logo. Um, so now what I wanna do is I wanna shift to our vision, mission, and values, okay? Um, a name and a visual identity can look cool, but they're only as powerful as the story that they support, 
Okay? The reason we think some logos are cool is because the companies that they represent are cool. Okay? It's not because of the mark, it's because of the people and the products and the services that come. Uh, there are people who think that vision, mission, values are a waste of time for a church, that they're sort of business jargon that doesn't really apply to churches. But I think that vision, mission, values, they are really important because they clarify for us what kind of church we are, the kind of church we want to be, and the way that we want, that we believe God's calling us to bless the city. So these things, our vision, our mission, our values, they will help us to tell the story of the gospel applied to San Diego. Okay, so that's why we're going through these things. So first, our vision. Okay, our vision is the future that we see when God brings more of his kingdom to San Diego. Okay, that's our vision. It's the future that we see when God brings more of his kingdom to San Diego. And this is it. A renewed city through a renewed people to the glory of God. This is our vision. A renewed city. This is what we see in the future. We see a renewed city through a renewed people to the glory of God. So as with our name, Harbor, this vision is strongly connected to the legacy of Harbor. We exist not just for the sake of the church, but we exist as a church to be a blessing to the city. And we want to bring God's renewal to the city spiritually, socially, and culturally. And so a renewed city means homes, workplaces, and neighborhoods experiencing more of the love and power of Jesus. Okay, city renewal through people, right? City renewal happens through people who are renewed by the gospel. And so what we see, what we see is a growing number of gospel-renewed professionals renewing their homes, workplaces, and neighborhoods through service, living on mission, and growing together in community. And it's their presence in the city that gives glory to God and makes Jesus known and famous. Okay, that's what we see. That's our vision. That's the future that we see when we say yes to Jesus and to following him as part of Harbor City Church. All right, next, our mission. Our mission, this is our plan to bring this future into the present. Like, how are we going to do this? How do we bring about city renewal? Well, what part do we play in this future as a church? And then what part do you play as an individual part of this church? That's our mission, right? It's the plan. Okay, and so here's our mission. Our mission is to make disciples who experience Jesus in every part of their lives and share Jesus in every part of the city. Okay? Our mission is to make disciples who experience Jesus in every part of their lives and then share Jesus in every part of the city. We know that the two commas are grammatically incorrect. Okay? So, all, so there's like, there are four or five or six of you that were like, oh, okay, good. As long as you know, we did it on purpose. We did it on purpose just to make you pause because the commas highlight Right? The commas highlight the three pieces of this mission. Okay? Our mission as a church is to make disciples. Okay? That's it. That's our to-do list. Our to-do list as a church is to make disciples. 
So we want to teach people to experience Jesus in their personal lives, in their work lives, in their relationships, and then we want to send them out. We want to send them out to share the Jesus that they've experienced in their homes, in their workplaces, and in their neighborhoods. And so this mission then calls you to do three things. Okay, this is your mission as an outflow of the mission of our church. We want you to experience Jesus' renewal, both at home, at work, in the neighborhood. We want you to share that renewal with others in word and deed, and we want you to help others to do these three things. If you say yes to these three things, and you do them, then we will make disciples who will experience gospel renewal, who will renew the city. Now look, as a church, we're going to help you with this. Okay, right? Because our job, my job as a pastor is to lead this church so that it equips you to become these, to, to do these three things. Right? We want to challenge you to do these three things. We want to encourage you to do these three things. All three of these things are essential. They are absolutely necessary if our vision statement is going to become reality. And so if you remove any of these three things, our vision is impossible. Okay, so this is our mission. This is our plan to bring renewal to the city of San Diego. All right, then last, our values. Our values, um, these show what gives us the fuel to execute the mission. So as we do these three things, what are the things that are most important to us? What are the things that make us distinctive as a church? So we've got five values, okay? We are, first, gospel-centered. Okay, we believe that the gospel renews everything about us, everything about our neighbors, and everything about our city. Jesus, the gospel is first a story. It's a story of something that happened in history. And G in Jesus, God reveals himself to be a God who loves the world and is working to bring hope, forgiveness, acceptance, and growth. Right, that's the gospel story. And so all that we do as a church, from preaching to music to discipleship to events, all of it begins and ends with the inspiring story of God's sacrificial love and his transforming power. So when we believe in Jesus, we experience him and we begin to share him with others. And our lives then become chapters in this bigger story that God is telling in the gospel. So we're gospel-centered. Second, we're growing in community. We as human beings, we were created for community. We all need relationships that are honest, encouraging, and challenging. Okay, we need these things to be the best versions of what God's made us to be. And so through Sundays, life groups, discipleship, we experience Jesus in community. We receive and we share Jesus' grace and truth with others. And as we experience relationships where people invest in us and in our growth, we become the kind of people who invest in the growth and encouragement of others, right? So the arrows that point out from our logo, the corners of those squares. And then we are living on mission, right? So when we experience Jesus, we then share him with others. Um, Jesus is on mission to renew people in cities, and so we join him on his mission through what we do as we care for and serve others, and also in what we say. We share the gospel of Jesus. We share how it's changed our lives. And so Jesus' hope, the hope he brings, speaks to our deepest needs, and then we look for opportunities to share this hope with others. Um, 
and as we experience and embrace God's purposes um, for, um, for renewal, the gospel renews us, and it gives us a sense of purpose and mission to become a blessing to other people. Fourth, uh, we are city positive. <clears throat> this is language that has come right from the legacy of Harbor. Um, we believe that God loves people and cities, and so we celebrate our city, we serve our city, we seek its renewal spiritually, socially, and culturally. And as people are renewed by the gospel to follow Jesus, to worship Jesus, um, they begin to share his renewal, right? They begin to love and honor their neighbors at work, their neighbors at home, their neighbors in their neighborhoods, and then the city becomes renewed socially. And then when people embrace God's purposes for work, for art, for community, the city becomes renewed culturally. And we believe that when we experience that when we experience something right in the city, we can celebrate Jesus's presence there. Um, and then we believe that we share Jesus when we seek to heal the things that are wrong in the city. And so we'll talk more about this um, again in the future. And then last, we are equipping leaders. To renew the city, it takes leadership. It takes leaders. Um, these are leaders who, can ex who have experienced Jesus, but also know how to share Jesus. And so from volunteers to staff, we are investing in people. Um, we want to help people lead by providing training and resources so that you all can discover your gifts, can discover how God is calling you to be a blessing in the city. We want to equip you to become gospel-centered, to grow in community, to live on mission, and to be city positive. So we don't just want you to experience these things, but we want to develop you so that you can help others to experience these things. Doing that is a crucial part of growing our church and multiplying our ability to bless the city. So I think these five values, they are reflected in the five squares of our logo. The logo has five squares. We have five values, and they work together, right? All these values work together in our lives to put the pieces together, right? They give us encouragement. They give us strength. They also give us discipline. They both renew us, and they send us out on mission to renew the city. Um, these values are what we're going to emphasize in all that we do as a church because they are key to renewing us so that we can glorify God with our lives and renew the city. And then, so starting today, we're going to start a series, a six-week sermon series, going through our name, our vision and mission, and then our values. And again, this series is going to lay the foundation for us as a church. So if you don't remember anything I just said, if you didn't write it all down, that's okay. The next six weeks are us going deeper. It's going to be us walking together in how the scriptures teach us to think about what a great church is, what a great city looks like. Um, our hope is that through the next six weeks, we're going to experience Jesus in every part of our lives so that we can share him in every part of the city. So that's what we're going to do next. So I'm going to pray. And then we're going to pass out the bulletins. Um, and then we're going we're gonna to do a short time in God's word. So please pray with me. Lord Jesus, we are here because of you. We are here because the amazing news of your sacrificial love has inspired us to give our lives to you. Uh, you have called us out of darkness. You've called us out of confusion and selfishness. And it has been 
joy to, to serve you. It's been joy to know you in our lives, to know your nearness. We thank you for all that you've done over this last year. Uh, we glorify you for the way that you have led us to be able to rethink and rearticulate our vision, our mission, and our values. And Jesus, we know how much we need you and we need each other to be this church. In some of these things, Jesus, we are doing well. In other things, we need to grow in significant ways. And we're excited. We're excited to be this church that's in the city and is for the city. We're excited to be able to, to work together to bring renewal, renewal that we can share as we show your sacrificial love to the people that we know and love in our homes, our neighborhoods, our workplaces. And so we pray that you would make us this church, that by the power of your spirit and the centrality of the gospel, that we would be these people with this good news. Be with us now as we begin our descent into your word. We pray this in your name. Amen.